glad for each and every one that's here tonight. Most especially very thankful for the good presence of God. His great grace. His great grace. He is kind, loving, he's understanding, he's merciful. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. I'd like to read a passage of scripture from the Luke, Luke's account of the gospel. There's only one gospel, but we have four accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We're going to take a look at Luke, chapter 13. I'd like to begin with verse 11. Luke 13 and 11 tonight. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Everybody said hallelujah. hallelujah. I'd like to turn to the book of Psalms tonight. I'll try not to minister too long. Psalm chapter 5, or Psalm 5 if you please. It's all good, but I'm going to try to get right to the verse, verse 8. He said, Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of mine enemies. Make thy way straight before my feet. Everybody said, Praise the Lord. All right. You may be seated. God bless you. God bless you. The, uh, yeah. You know, the truth of the matter is, we all need a good straightening out. And I mean, if you don't believe that, well, the most, some of the most basic teaching of the Bible is that we've all sinned. And we've all come short of his glory. And uh, so we, you know, found ourselves in this mess when our little eyes opened. And it wasn't too many days after that, but our lives were like sparks going upward, full of trouble. And uh, it doesn't take long for things to go wrong, does it? You know, the other day I went to the uh, place down our way called BJ's, kind of like Costco and all that. And. BJ's and I, I was parked and uh, I was leaving and I was backing up and everything. I looked, everything was fine. Next thing I know, boom, <laughs> and I'm like, what? And uh, but the guy on the other side, when he backed out, he kind of turned his wheel and he curved back and around and he just backed into me. But thankfully, it was bumper to bumper, and there was no damage done, and I was very happy about that. But, you know, I'm saying here it was a 
beautiful, bright, sunny, shiny day. It was just awesome. Everything was going great until kaboom, you know. How quickly, how quickly things can happen. And uh, as it said, like sparks going upward, you know, bam, there you are. And you, you realize that life is full of a whole lot of heartache and a whole lot of trouble and a whole lot of difficulties and struggles. One place in the scripture said, with great wrestlings, have I wrestled? And uh, so, you know, a whole lot of things. Bible did say that this great word of the Lord, though, it would straighten out the crooked. What a marvelous thing when Jesus, and I have seen people like this, when Jesus lifted up his eyes in his earthly ministry and he saw a woman that was bowed all the way over and she could in no way or no wise lift up herself. And that he called her to him. I always like that part of it because it shows that he proved out her desire. You know, do you really want? And he asked people sometimes, he said, do you believe that I can do what you're asking me? You know, he'd put them right there on the spot. He'd put their, their faith on the spot. And it is written, as your faith is, so be it unto you. He told people sometimes, he said, go thy way, as thy faith is, so be it unto thee. You know? Other times he'd say, only believe, only believe. And uh, so your faith gets challenged, you know. Every day your faith gets challenged. There are things that are going to come your way and, and uh, going to want you to turn right or turn left or back up or put doubts in your mind or attempt to put doubts in your mind uh, about the work of God. You better believe that. You better be ready to, to fight that, to combat that, to rebuke that. Okay? Uh, Jesus gave example. Satan would come around and he would rebuke him. And he gave us good example of that and how that he told him, you know, get behind me. Another place it is written that's, that Satan hath nothing in me. We're not, we don't want him to have any kind of investment in us or our lives. We don't want to go in the ways that He wants us to go. Because you know what? The Lord came into our lives and went through His Word and the preaching of His Word, and He straightened out the crooked. You hear me? He brought down the mountain. He brought up the valley. He smoothed out the rough, and He straightened out the crooked. Just like that woman. And he calls her to him, and she came over there. What kind of effort did that take? She could in no wise lift up herself. That's right. You can't do it. We can't do it. You hear me? You can't do this on your own. You can't do it through human endeavor or strength, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Get it straight. Get it right. You're never going to get it untwisted. You're never going to get it straightened out on your own. I don't care how much education you get. I don't care how many letters of 26 in the alphabet or 3,300 with the Chinese alphabet. I don't care how much letters. He's not going to do it. Not going to do it. But God can do it. Pop of a finger and a blink of an eye. And it's one man, one man who... Evidently, it was military, and he, he said, I, I, uh, I have a need, and, uh, but you know what, Lord? He said, you, you don't have to come to my house. He said, matter of fact, I'm not worthy 
for you to come to my house. And he said, besides, he said, um, if you would just speak the word, everything would be fine. It would all be taken care of. You know, Jesus is standing there looking at this dude, you know, and uh, in front of everybody. And he says, uh, he says I, I understand how it works. He said, because I have people under me. He said, and I tell them to go and do, and they go and do. And he said, and I also am a man that is set under authority. Nice to get set under authority. That you don't chafe under authority. That you don't, you don't feel that something rising up inside of you, you know, when authority is coming your way. I'm going to tell you what, if you want to get rid of the devil, you better, you better be very thankful for authority, okay? If you want to get rid of uh, an infirmity, then you certainly want divine authority. You hear me now? And Jesus, Jesus made it, uh, this guy made it crystal clear to Jesus. He said, I'm a man set under authority also. And he said, I have those over me, in other words, that say to me, go, and I go, and do, and I do. So in other words, you don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word. And how it works. And how it works. He recognized. He didn't fight the authority of Jesus Christ. He recognized his authority. There were others. There were others that uh, they, they constantly questioned Jesus' authority. They resisted his authority. And they said, where did you get that authority anyway? Who gave you the right to do what you do and say what you say? Where do you get off anyway? Huh. And, and Jesus said, well, I'll tell you what. He said, I'll, I'm going to ask you a question. He said, you answer my question. He said, and then I'll answer yours. And so that's just what he did. Jesus asked him a question. And, of course, being so dishonest as they were in their hearts, they all got together, and they talked about it, and they came back with the most predictable answer, which was no answer, which was, we can't answer you. Yeah, we can't answer you. And Jesus said, well, then neither do I answer you. So we'll just leave it alone. Truce. Okay? But, you know, Jesus, he, he went on to teach. He went on to say things and tell things. And, of course, he, he dropped one on him. He just opened the vault of heaven and, and pulled one out, you know. And he said, well, let's try this one on for size. You know, and he asked him about David and his statement. And the Lord said, unto my Lord, you know. And he just drowned him right there. I mean, they just, <laughs> whoa, what do we do with that? You know, that made E equals MC squared look like Ned and the first reader, look like ABC, you know. And they sure enough didn't have an answer for that one. They didn't. Because they didn't have, what did the Bible say? Blessed are your eyes, for they see. Blessed are your ears, for they hear. He said, and blessed is your mind, because you understand, you comprehend. Because he said, there's many righteous that have come before you. And he said, they didn't get to see it. God didn't give it to them. See, they asked, they said, Lord, why are, you, why are you speaking to them in parables? Why are you doing that? And he said, because it's not for them. I always wonder who the them is. You know, I don't want to be a part of them. 
Whoever them is, Lord, I don't want to be a part of them. But they're the ones who are always saying, come over here, come over here. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I might tell them, speak to the hand, the air ain't listening, but I don't even want them talking to my hand, man. I, don't, you know? I told one of the, I, it was quite inspirational, I have to admit. But, you know, when inspiration gets flowing, it gets flowing. You never know what's going to happen. And um, I, uh, I know one guy that I spoke to one night, and I said, uh, and the Holy Ghost, and I just, bam, right at him and I, about getting rid of his beard, his facial hair. And, and he, uh, you know, he, he was given all kinds of excuses. He was going to Haiti, so he didn't want to look like a tourist. You ever hear such a ridiculous thing, Ron? I guess a beard makes you look not like a, a tourist. No, it probably makes you look like ISIS or somebody, what it makes you look like. But anyway, um, yeah, but, um, you know, uh, anyway, I'm just simply saying you never know. Bam, right off, you know, and you got have faith in that, right? Have faith in that. Have faith in that because, because God can speak like lightning and take care of your problem, bring your answer to you. And I was preaching and, 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 uh, I said something about the hand, and, and I said, read my hand. And it said, it said, quit messing around, quit fooling around. <laughs> and so the little girl straightened up because she was a little booger that night. She was just, you know, crawling all over the place, wiggle worm. I don't know if she was real tired or had too much sugar. I'm not sure which it was. But uh, nonetheless, it was very timely. But you never know about inspiration, I'm trying to tell you. And you want to have faith in God's inspiration and his authority and what he's saying, what he's doing, how he set up his, his whole system. And you don't want to resist it. You don't want to fight it. You don't want to question it. And, you know, this woman, Jesus calls her to him. And she, she proved out that she truly uh, wanted and, and her desire was genuine. You know, there are people that say they want this, but then uh, the Bible said, well, you know, we got the seed. It falls on the, in the parable. The seed fell on the on the wayside, and it said in the in the the I call we call them the buzzards of hell came and or the fowls of the air and they snatched up that seed, and then he went on to tell them and it was known as the parable of the sower and and I want you to know something, there's a difference between the natural and the spiritual I think you know that and what I'm saying is is that the definition in English literature for a parable is not the definition to be used for a parable from the Bible. Okay, the word parable in the Bible. Okay, uh, with us, that means this is an illustration of truth. Jesus said there was a certain man. There was a certain man. Okay, he said there was a woman who had her head down by her, her feet, so to speak, and couldn't straighten up herself. Then there was such a woman. All right. So, that, you know, whereas there are things in, in English lit that they're not true. And that's okay. They're stories, and you know they're not true, and they're this or they're that or the other. Or they're trying to convey some kind of moral thing, I guess. I don't know how an immoral world is going to dictate morality. But anyway, be that as it may, I think we want to I know that we want to follow the righteous God. We want to follow the righteous God. He, he is morality. He is the one that, that dictates what is pure, what is clean, what is honest, what is right. He sets the standard. And it's the standard that we need to submit ourselves to because it's for our good. And when that little woman, you know, like I said, lots of people, lots of people say, well, I'll tell you what, I had a man, a young man. He was probably about 20 years old, 20, maybe 22. And uh, he came to our house. We were eating, we were eating uh, an afternoon meal, and he came to the house, and, 
and knocked on the door, and I went to, I said, hey, his name was David. I said, hey, David. I said, how you doing? You know? And the uh, family's back eating, you know, and I'm standing there. And um, he, he began to tell me that his, his wife was leaving him. And um, they were having, you know, difficulty. And uh, he said that, um, you know, I forget. He just went into all this kind of story. And I'm talking to him, you know. I'm talking to him. I'm listening to him. For one hour, I listened to him at that door. And uh, so when he started to repeat himself for the second hour, and that happens to me a lot, I, I just stopped him. And I said, David, I said, um, I'll ask you a question. I want to show you something. He said, all right. I said, okay. I said, um, you, you want Elizabeth. You want things to work out. and You guys get, get your act together, right? He said, yes, I do. I really do, preacher. I said, okay. I said, um, suppose I told you that there was, you know, something that you needed to do. And he said, okay. All right. I said, so suppose that, that I know that uh, Elizabeth wants you to quit dipping snuff, chewing tobacco. There ain't no way I'm doing it. I ain't quitting that. I said, David, you have a nice day now. Bye-bye. And I shut the door. That was the end of that. Okay, Jesus, Jesus called this woman to him. Difficulty for her to go from point A to point B, being bent over and could in no wise straighten herself up. Okay, but he proved her out, friend. She shuffled her way over to him. Seed fell upon the stony ground. And it got no deepness of earth. And then he went on with the parable, and he told them how that the seed fell on the thorns, thorny ground, and that it choked it, the thorns choked it. And then he said the, the good seed found good soil, and it began to produce 30, 60, and 100-fold. And they, that's when they asked him, they said, why do you speak to them in parables? And he said, because it's not given to them to know. It's given to you to know. And no wonder he said, blessed are your eyes, because he opened their understanding that they could know what many kings and, and righteous men and prophets wanted to know and couldn't know, couldn't see, couldn't comprehend. Okay. But he opened their understanding. I remember as a young man come at, when I came in the church, I remember I'd go down early to the church and I'd pray and I'd, I'd walk up and down the front. Sometimes I'd <clears throat> carry the girl and uh, still carrying her, I guess. Up and down, up and down. I'm walking and I'm praying, right? And uh, all of a sudden, it was like water just dribbled down into my head. And God gave me the revelation of, of one God, of mighty, the mighty God in Christ. And from that point to this point, I've never really had a problem with that. He opened my understanding to it. You know, you get eyes to see. You get ears to hear. You get a, a mind that can understand. That doesn't just happen, okay? That comes from God. That comes from God. 
You know, what did it say in uh, Luke 24 and 45? Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the Scripture. It's given to you, he said. I've given this to you. Okay? Where I didn't give it to a whole lot of other very righteous people. I didn't give it to them. And you've got people that, that can do all kinds of things and act all kinds of ways, but that don't mean that God's given them, you know, an insight here that God's given them the ability along certain lines because some people aren't seeing things that they should be seeing. You hear me? Some people aren't hearing things that they should be hearing. They're not understanding and comprehending some things that they should be understanding and comprehending. And it's how great it is when you're a judge of God to have a, a good and honest heart and that the seed falls on that kind of fertile mind cultivated by the Spirit of the Lord in a service, shall we say. Or that God's been working on you. You know, don't we have a song about that? He's still working on me. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, he, and he brings you to the church. He brings you to the body of Christ. And you get a Bible study. You, you're in a service, you know. Or maybe you're, as a child, you're raised up and you're taught the things of God. I told somebody the other day, I had a, a, a man come, a young man. I was going into a store to pay a little bill. They, they don't send us a bill. I don't know what the deal is. They don't send us a bill. But they want the money. So, you know, it's a very small thing. It was maybe less than $100. Matter of fact, it was less than $100. And I just had to make a small payment. So I went in there. And I, as I'm going in the front door, I've got my wife's credit card. And I'm ready to go, you know, and I... I go in the door, and all of a sudden, this young man jumps up off a chair. And when he did, the sun was behind me. I couldn't see it first. And then when I recognized who it was, and it was a young man that had done it wrong. He had done it wrong at one of our churches. He got it caught up in what was wrong. But he, he came to me, and he apologized to me. He was maybe one of two people that did that out of so-called 450 to 7. I've heard all kinds of numbers. I never did see 450, and I never saw 700 either. But whatever, you know, whatever. I tell you, lying isn't lying anymore. You know that, right? That's a good revelation for you, right? No, you just say what you want to say, and that's it. You know, that's it. It's not lying. It's not lying. No, no, not at all. Everybody just scripts their own stories, you know. Just make them up as they go along. I don't know. What can I say? But, um, I mean, because there's evidently no compunction. There's evidently no conviction about it. But anyway, anyway, this, this young man, he... Um, there had actually been vandalism at the, at the facility, and um, I, I had believed that he was a, a major part of that. But he came to me, and uh, he, he jumped out of a car, and I was coming out of, the, out of the, our church there building, and, and he jumped down. He came over me. He said, Senior Pastor, he said, I, I want to tell you. He said, I want to tell you that I'm sorry. He said, I am sorry for everything that I've done wrong and, and for any words, all those words that came out of my things. I, I'm just sorry. He said, no, I just wanted to. Make that clear with you. Well, that's been three years ago, and I saw him, like I said, just uh, two days ago. And, uh, um, boy, he just jumped up, and he came over to me, and he started talking. And, and so in the length of talking, I, I brought up, I said, you know, it's all different when you make your business right. I said, otherwise, 
People don't come up to you. People run from you. <laughs> they scurry away, friend. You know, you know, they're doing one of those. Or they're looking for clothes, and they're standing in the middle of the clothes rack. You know, <laughs> you know whatever. And, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I went to, uh, uh, you know, down here, one of these stores, and I, um, I remember I saw a girl, and brother, she ran around the other side of the building. She didn't want to see me. Oh, brother, I was, I'm losing my clothes. Is my cologne? Is it my lack of deodorant? What's the problem here, you know? Uh, but the problem wasn't with me. The problem was her heart. That's where the problem was at. That's where the problem was at. And so I'm saying that Jesus proved out this woman, and this woman laden down with all the things that she was laden down to, she makes her way to Jesus. She does what he says, come here. And, brother, he laid his hands on her, and he healed her, and he named it because they got upset. They got mad. That's not supposed to. Who are you to do that and all that garbage? And he said, look, he said, this woman is a daughter of Abraham, and she's had this thing 18 long years, and it's a spirit. He rebuked that spirit, straightened her up. Boy, I'll tell you what, we just need a good straightening out, don't we? we just, our lives need a good straightening out. That ain't nothing to get mad about. You know, that's nothing to get upset about. That's something to praise God about. That's something to be thankful about. Yeah. Something to be thankful about. Oh, yeah. Yes. Make, make thy way straight before me, Lord. Don't, don't it, you know, I don't want to be led and find myself going down all these crooked paths. I don't want to be falling in with the wrong crowd, making every mistake that can be made, falling and stepping into every pothole. <laughs> you know, I used to drive my pastor all kinds of places. And uh, by that, I mean church services or to the store or whatever I had to do, whatever he asked me to do, take him to the airport, whatever. And uh, so uh, I was driving them one day, and the road was like Pastor Hopper said the other day in, in, uh, at our church, at, at the Belgrade Church, he said, which is your church too. He said, um, he said that he was driving home, and he, got on the, he said he was short of time, so he got on the old road, which used to be 80, but now it's 880, which is a two-lane road with canal on either side. My wife hates it. And uh, anyway, uh, the problem with that road is a lot of cane trucks travel that road. And uh, so consequently, after a while, the road rock makes its way down, compressed into the muck. And the muck is the same as water. Okay, it just doesn't hold anything. And so pretty soon, you need a wave runner to negotiate the road. You know, it's, you know, it's bad. And uh, so anyway, the... Uh, he was coming home, and he was short on time, and he's trying to get back. But one of the tricks of the trade is that you can ride on the other side of the road because it's a little smoother. Only trouble is, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a trooper or sheriff, one in front of him, and uh, he said all of a sudden that law enforcement guy pulled over and Waved him over, and he's saying, what's he waving me over for? I'm not speeding. And so, guy comes to the window, and he says, um, you do know why I pulled you over, don't you? And so, Pastor Hopper goes, 
no, sir, I, I don't. I wasn't speeding. And he said, yeah, but he said, you do realize it's illegal to drive on the wrong side of the road, don't you? <laughs> Pastor Albert said, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> he said, but it's smoother on this side. <laughs> and so, of course, the uh, <clears throat> rest of the story and so he didn't tell that night the rest of the story. So I called him up next day. I said, okay, I want to know the bottom line. Did you get a ticket or not? <laughs> he said, he laughed. He said, no. He, he says, as a matter of fact, I didn't have my insurance card, and I showed it to him on my phone, but that wasn't good enough. So he said that he'd give me a warning about that. So he, he actually had a good trooper or sheriff or whatever he had, you know. Well, it, they can be very nice, you know. I, I remember they looked me up on the computer, and it was so bad that the, the, the trooper called me over. He said, come here. And I got out of the car. I go over there. And he goes, he goes look at this. <laughs> I'm like, I'd rather not. Anyway, he said, um, he said I'm going to tell you what. He said, I asked you for an insurance card. I asked you for uh, what? I don't know. All those things you asked for. He asked me for all of them. And he said, you didn't show me any of them. So for all I know, you don't have them. He said, so I'm going to give you a warning on those. He said, because if I give you a ticket, he said, you're going to lose your license. <laughs> Next time I saw him was in a restaurant, and I bought his meal. <laughs> I'm telling you, I did. I bought his meal, friend. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Yes, sir. I mean to tell you the truth. Well, I'm simply saying to you that, you know, you can, you can fight against authority. You can get to where you chafe at authority you know, and get your bristles up about authority, or you can realize what that dude said and what that woman did, and that is, there is something good for me going to come out of this if I'll just knuckle under right now. I may not see it right then. I may not realize it right then. But if I have faith in my God, he's going to work it out. He's got something, as somebody said tonight, good plan for me. Good plan for me. Yeah. What was that song? What was that God thing you sang tonight? He's a kind guy. He's a loving guy. What did you say? All those. On time God. He's an on time God. He's also a kind God. He's also a loving God. He's also a merciful God. Compassionate God. Amen. He's my high tower. He's my fortress. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. He's my everything. I'm going to tell you right now, he's my everything. Thank you, dear God. Thank you, dear God. Thank you, dear God. So what do I want to fight with him about? I told you I was in a restaurant the other day, and he was sitting down. And this guy comes down, and he's shuffling by. And I'm sitting right opposite Brother Lewis, and he goes, Boy, I wouldn't want to get in a fight with him. <laughs> and I'm thinking, he's a gentle giant. You don't know him. You know, but I didn't say anything, you know, and the old guy just shuffled on, you know, he just kind of laughed, you know, and shuffled on out the door. <laughs> I'm saying to you, though, you know, I don't want to get in a fight with God. I don't, I don't want to. What did it say? Um, you know, the, the, you can be seated, I'm sorry. The, uh, or is that a signal you want me to quit? Okay, I'll try to hurry it up. So if you'll listen fast, I think I can finish fast. Wow. We really are in holiday season. Total distraction going on around here. Okay. So anyway, anyway, you've got to realize that our God is on our side. He really is. And I'm going to read you a scripture. I'm, I'm 
Um, I had something good for you, but I'm not going to give it to you. You're going to have to wait now. Okay, let's go to, let's go to Jeremiah. 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 31. At the same time, saith the Lord, will I be the God of all the families of Israel, and they, that, and they shall be my people. Thus saith the Lord, the people which were left of the sword found grace in the wilderness. Even Israel, when I went to cause him to rest. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Again, I will build thee, and thou shalt be built. Thou shalt again be adorned with thy tabrets, and shalt go forth in the dances of them that make merry. They, thou shalt yet plant vines upon the mountains, and the planters shall plant, and shall eat them as common things. For there shall be a day that the watchman upon the Mount Ephraim shall cry, Arise ye, and let us go up to Zion unto the Lord our God. For thus saith the Lord, Sing with gladness for Jacob, and shout among the chief of the nations. Publish ye, praise ye, and say, O Lord, save thy people, the remnant of Israel. Behold, I will bring them from the north country, and gather them from the coasts of the earth, and with them the blind and the lame, the woman with child, and her that travaileth with child together. A great company shall return thither. They shall come with weeping, and with supplications will I lead them. I will cause them to walk by the rivers of water in a straight way, wherein they shall not stumble. Isn't that nice? Amen. God's going to lead us in a way where there's not going to be any stumbling. Isn't that marvelous? So when God does some of the things that he does, He's just moving obstacles out of the way to keep you from stumbling, keep you from tripping up. Now, you just get all smarty about it, and you wind up with a big bump. No husband. I told him about the guy that was trying to get to do the bus. We waited three months. He didn't do nothing. We finally had to go get the bus and bring it home. And, uh, but what do you expect from a guy that has nine kids and from nine different women? You can't count on him for nothing, can you? Hmm? You say, boy, he's really a dummy. Well, no, 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 no. The women are dumb. <laughs> that's who's the dummy. That's where the dummies be, right there. So here you are, and God's giving you eyes to see. You know, and how many other things in life, church family? What, what did he tell tonight about the get-rich-quick scheme? You know, I hope, he got, I hope you got cured right there. One phone call, and that's the end of it. it. That'll be good. That'll be good. I remember one of my sons, he would come running home every time from the mailbox, and he had him a get-rich-quick scheme every time. <laughs> I just go and rip it up. <laughs> you know, come on. You know, well, they say if it's, if, 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 well, never mind what they say. It's just a bunch of junk what it is just silly just silly nonsense oh my god i'm telling you what church family we not only serve an untimed god but we serve a god that loves us we serve a god that is wants to make our paths straight okay he wants to do that for us 
And he, he's trying to keep you from making a mess of things after he straightened things out. You know? Don't you think there were forces and pressures that came back? You ever read in your Bible where it said when the, when the devil is cast out, that he walks through dry places, and then he comes back and he checks out his house where he used to reside. And he says, man, it's empty. And it's swept. Man, I don't know how to use a boom. And it's, it's, it's garnished. Wow. Looking good. So he says, I'm going to go get seven of my dudes that are worse than me, more wicked than me, and we're going back in force. I want to get back in that house. Yeah. What did Jesus tell a, a woman that uh, they brought to him? And she was, she was caught in the very act of adultery. Okay? She was getting it on with somebody else's husband or she was married and she was cheating on her husband, whichever it was. But they caught her in the very act and they brought her and threw her at the feet of Jesus Christ. And they said, Moses and the law say that she should be stoned. What do you say, Master? Hmm? And, so, and so Jesus, he, uh, he sized up the situation. I mean, he only saw it before the foundation of the world anyway. So, you know, what was another second or two? So he sized up the situation. And he, uh, he said, I'll tell you what. He said, I'll make a, you know, just go to it quick. He said, um, he that's without sin, let him cast the first stone. He, he that among you is without sin, let him cast the first stone. And he just bent down, he started writing in the, in the dirt. And I think he was just ignoring them completely. And uh, I always felt like he was writing M-Y-O-B, mind your own business. That's what I felt like he was writing anyway. That's strictly conjecture. But, uh. When he stood up, everybody was gone. Everybody was gone. Because, it's like I told you, people run away. People hide. People go in the other direction. People jump in their car. Boom, they're out of there, friend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, you, they'll talk to you. Oh, yeah, they'll talk to you. You better believe they'll talk. Oh, hello, baby. Oh, you're so sweet. I've been missing you. Oh, they do all that kind of junk. Let me show up. Then we'll see what happens. Hey, how you doing? I got to go now. <laughs> Time to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. It's not big, bad senior pastor. It's authority. That's what they run from. And from truth and from honesty and from and from we can't stand up to that question that he might ask us. We can question him. But oh, we don't want him to ask us no questions. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. And people think they're the first ones. You know, it's not no, it's not. It's a very familiar pattern. Very familiar pattern. How much better? That's what I told the young man. I said, How much better that you made your business right? You can hold your head up. You can square your shoulders. You don't have to run when you see me. You know, as a matter of fact, he had a, he had a preacher's son with him. Looked to be about 20 years old. And, uh, and he, uh, he introduced the kid to me, and, and I shook his hand. And, 
And um, I, I could see he was saying who he wanted to say, who, well, who are you? And I didn't tell him who I was. And I just said, I'm nobody. And the kid that had made his visit right, he turned, he went, you're great. And he just, you know, I just let him know, you don't have to say nothing. You don't have to brag on me. I don't want it. No problem at all. No problem at all. No. It's not about me, church family, and it shouldn't be about you. It should be about him. To God be the glory. God be the glory. Continue to straighten me out, Lord. You know, there were people that did, and I, I told this young man, as a matter of fact, on the phone, because later on I called him, and I asked him to, if he would take care of one little bit of business that I thought would help somebody. And I, I, I told him, I said, you, you do realize that not only does it become somebody that, that doesn't want to cooperate and, and work with the very thing that put them where they're at and, you know, provided everything. It's not only that. And, it, and it's, it is that, and it is that some people don't want to be answerable. They want to pastor everybody. They don't want to be pastored. They want, every, they, they want everybody to be obedient and bring your tithe. But they don't want to be obedient, and they don't want to give their time. It's amazing. I think we call that hypocrisy. Anyway, or the Bible does. Anyway, so I'm simply saying that uh, these are not new spirits. These are not new wrong patterns. But what I did tell the young man, I said, it really boils down to this, that the place, that the place, that the place where we dwell is too straight. For them. It's just too straight for them. I said, you come over here. Somebody, my, my, my wife said she saw <clears throat> a picture of somebody over there that was given the inspiration. And uh, said, oh, yeah, got, got the full thing going on. Well, you know, when you get away from, the only rule at some places is that there are no rules. You know what a porter's job was? They'd open the gate and say, come on in, come on in. Now, one day, some of them people are going to be porters down in, in hell, and they're going to be inviting everybody in, sure enough. And I, I know of a preacher that, that I said he had a dream, and he said in the dream, he said he was shown uh, people going in hell and get to piles of bodies and pick up a head and say, I'm looking for that preacher that lied to me, looking all over. Looking all over. What good that's going to do, I have no idea. If you did find them, I guess it's just so you could yell at them or something. I don't know. But, uh, brother, <laughs> it, you know, you get, you get in that place, there's no getting out. You hear me? So you might, you might want to think about making your way to Jesus for a good straightening out. Let him get the spirit of infirmity out of your life. Let him get the wrong things out of your heart. Let the church do what God directs it to do. Because God said, I want to make it good for you. I want to make it good for you. I want to draw you out. And I'm going to tell you what. How many of you, I'm ending right now. How many of you think that the Apostle Paul was great? Raise your hand. Do you think the Apostle Paul was great? Be honest. You don't think the Apostle Paul was great? I know God is great, daughter, but he has great people. Okay, was your Apostle Paul great? Thank you. Right? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're not contrary, are you? No, I wouldn't think so. Why would I think so? Okay, so 
How did he get to be the Apostle Paul? You know how he got to be the Apostle Paul? Because he was sent to the street called Straight. And he went there. And he did what he was told. Yeah. And it wasn't that easy to find that street called Straight, was it? Not when you're blind. Not when you're blind. Not when you're blind. Oh, it's so good to have eyes to see. Ears to hear. A mind to comprehend. Do you know how many men and people were around him as Saul of Tarsha? And he heard the voice of God. And he heard the words that spake to him. But they didn't. They didn't. They said, we heard, but we, did, we didn't see or comp nothing. We don't know. We don't know from nothing. How God could reach right down in the middle of a whole crowd. Gee, how many billion do we have? Huh? And you got your eyes open. You got your ears open. So you don't want to be snippy and snotty and contrary. You don't want to be like that. You don't want to be self-righteous and stuck up. You don't want to be contrary and, and fighting and hateful and whatever. You don't want to be any of those things of the flesh because God straightened all that road out for you. God fixed all that problem for you. God took away the drought and turned it into a river. Yes, he did. Of your, in your life. Amen and amen and amen. And everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said hallelujah. All right, come on now. Let's give God a big hand together. I'll tell you what, the place where God put us, it's not too straight. You hear me? It's not too straight. It's just right. It's just right. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Let's take a moment. Lift our hearts with our hands. Worship the Lord. Let's gather in.